Get the inside scoop on what VCs are thinking and where they are investing today and tomorrow. Ann Kennedy and Jillian Music guide you through the opaque world of venture capital and reveal all the ways you can source capital for your company's growth. It all starts right here with Ann Kennedy and Jillian Music on VC Confidential. Welcome to VC Confidential. I'm Ann Kennedy and I'm here with my co-host and partner at Outlines Venture Group, Jillian Music. Together, we are managing directors of the Sibylla Masters Fund and you can learn about more about that at masters.vc. Hi, Jillian. Hi, Anne. What should we talk about this week? Well, we have had some wonderful guests on in the last few weeks. Uh, Julianne Zimmerman of Reinventure Capital talked with us about mm. good board governance uh, and a whole lot more, which I think we can spin out into another show. Uh, I just yes. got I just got the audio for that, and uh, we'll have a look and see what we can do. Um, and she's up for more too. Um, and our uh, very good friend, Attorney David Gitlin, explained explained structured equity investments, which of course is our focus here at the Masters Fund. And we figure the more people know about them, the better, because at the moment there ain't many. <laughs> That's true. Um, he's quite brilliant, and uh, it was really good to hear the language he put around structured equity investments and, and even the terminology, uh, because it is rare, but it is something that's growing and is going to grow very, very fast if I'm anywhere near close on my prediction on this one. Well, we're we're actually betting the ranch on it. So. That's right. That's right. We're on the bleeding edge. And for those yes. of you who may not have heard that uh, that show, to go back and find it. It says David Gitlin. But uh, in brief, a structured equity investment is a venture capital investment that looks very much like conventional venture capital. But there is a structured plan by which the company redeems the stock from the investor and therefore pays it back. Right. So I hand you money, you hand me stock, and then you hand me more money and I hand back the stock. That's how a structured equity investment works. Uh, there are uh, nuances to it, like survivable warrants, all kinds of other little uh, words and uh, phrases that are endemic to this industry. And we explain them all. So go find that show on David Gitlin. So one of the big takeaways that David gave us in that show was that this particular funding model is very, very useful for impact investing. And that is true. Further along the lines of impact investing, we then had Natalie Nixon and Perry Higgins on who clarified the role of uh, what role that venture capital can and, by the way, must play in rebuilding black wealth in our economy and why that is so important to our economy. So, yes, also, that's right. They took a really hard look and uh, made no bones about the fact that entrepreneurship is not going to solve anything. It's around entrepreneurship that is appropriately funded to get to where it can go, not what's expected of people. Um, I've been talking a lot lately about building what's expected of us rather than building what we are capable of. And this is uh, endemic, of course, in uh, building and rebuilding black wealth in our economy. So that was a very interesting discussion. Go look up Natalie Nixon and Perry Higgins. Right. Yeah. So with this, all of that. Yeah, yeah, this week, I'd really like to take us back to our roots. And because um, we asked the question, we, we've asked the question many times that um, if uh, how we can get 
more funding into the hands of women founders, particularly ones who are uh, doing um, impactful companies, which most mm -hmm. of them are, you know, it sort of yeah. goes with the territory, doesn't it? Um, kind of, yeah. yeah. I mean, our own byline says, you know, building better ways to live and work together. Um, it's very broad, but yes, uh, taking a look uh, just recently, because September 13th was the 50th anniversary of the report by Milton Friedman that kind of had such a huge impact on the business uh, economy of the industrialized world, uh, essentially the capitalist uh, system, uh, talked about the fact that, that the business of business is a business to make money for its investors, not social impact. And yet we're finding a tremendous curve on that pendulum or swing on that pendulum coming back to saying absolutely not. And as I reread his thesis, uh, just this last weekend, it struck me how thin that thinking really was. Now, um, you know, people also make the comment that he just was misread, if you will, that he didn't mean just short-term profits, but rather the long-term profitability of an entire corporation, in which case one would have to say, yes, doing the appropriate uh, socially just things would increase the likelihood of survivability and thrivability of a company over time. But we've been talking about that for a long time. So it's really interesting to see how many women are building companies that are in the forefront and without apology, if you will, either social ventures, uh, B corporations, um, not that men are not doing it as well, but uh, the volume of women who are looking at this structure and looking initially at how they serve their employees, their customers, and their investors. Very different outlook than simply looking at the bottom line. So the broad term that we've been using for that for a long time is a gender lensed approach. And I'd like us to take a look at what's happening with uh, the gender lensed approach to venture capital today. That makes good sense. Um, why don't we set the stage here, you know, with a brief overview of what we're talking about here. Um, you know, that gender lens investing has been around as a focus for a while. Uh, Jackie Vanderburg, um, that's V-A-N-D-E-R, B-R-U-G, in case you want to look her up. Jackie Vanderbrook has been talking about the opportunities available to investors in gender lens investment space you know, since 2011. And in 2016, Jackie published her book. It's called Gender Lens Investing, Uncovering Opportunities for Growth, Returns, and Impact. So this is not only not a new discussion, but it isn't a discussion about let's give women a chance. This is about uncovering opportunities for growth, returns, and impact. Uh, and can we add this link, say, to our uh, LinkedIn page? Yep. Yep. Oh, I goody. certainly will. It's it's available okay. still on Amazon. Um, and mm -hmm. I, I went scurrying to my bookshelf to find my copy because I wanted to find the publication date. Mm -hmm. I must have loaned it to someone. I don't know, maybe you, because I couldn't <laughs> find it. So, Jackie, well, where have you gone? <laughs> I, I'm going to have to check my bookcase. Uh, maybe I've got two. Yeah. <laughs> Could be. Uh, yeah. yeah, so so this is where uh, she really did uh, sum up the business opportunity. And as we keep saying, Impact investing and gender lenders investing is good business. We know this now. Diversity yes. investing is good business. Right. So 
Um, Project SAGE is part of Wharton's social impact initiative here in Philadelphia. And uh, they just published an update um, earlier this year on the size and scope of gender lens investing based on the data researchers, uh, Sandy Hunt and Suzanne Beagle collected through 2019. And the news is good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's challenging as well. Now, I'll just say as an aside. Um, but we need good news. So we need good news. Yes. And that's what I want to lay out now. Now, we only got a couple minutes for the break. So I hit the high points and then we can dig in after the break. Um, I will mention that I did meet Suzanne Beagle at uh, some group here. Maybe it was Impact PHL. Maybe it was the Transact Global Group. I just know I have spoken to her about this, and I really hope that sometime we can get her on the show uh, to talk more about this. She's in London, so you know we do have a little bit of a time difference here. Anyway, here are the basics. The number of funds continue to grow significantly. Um, in 2020, Project Sage identified 138 total funds uh, deploying capital with a gender lens, and that's up 58.6% from the 87 funds in their Project Sage 2.0, and 138% from the 58 funds two years before, which is when they started counting and published their initial report. Um, Almost 50% of these funds launched in 2019. Now, we launched in 2018, right? So, <laughs> I don't know. Mm -hmm. so, so, we may be at the, truly at the bleeding edge. Anyway. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, another big takeaway um, and along the same lines, those uh, all those new funds, is uh, the gender lens funds are still predominantly first-time funds. Almost mm -hmm. two thirds of them are first time funds. And that comes with its own set of challenges. Uh, the partners might not be first time fund managers, but it's their first fund with a focus under this, um, under this name. So with yeah. that, we do need to take a break for our sponsors and then we'll come back and dig in some more into the good news and the challenges and opportunities before us. This is VC Confidential, and we'll be right back. More ways you can source capital for your company's growth on VC Confidential is coming up. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. 
Ann Kennedy and Jillian Music are back with the inside scoop on what VCs are thinking and where they are investing today and tomorrow on VC Confidential, only on WMR.FM. Welcome back to VC Confidential. I'm Ann Kennedy with Jillian Music, and we're talking about what you as an investor, advisor, or entrepreneur need to know about venture capital. Before the break, we opened the conversation about the growth in gender lens investing since 2017, which is a mere two years ago, in a report by Wharton's Social Impact Initiative, authored by Sandy Hunt of Wharton and Suzanne Beagle of Catalyst at Large in London. The numbers have grown. Yeah, and that's uh, pretty good news in general. So in the original 2017 Project SAGE uh, uh, report there, approximately 80% of reported investments were U.S. focused. Now, Project SAGE 3.0 showed that 38.1% reported North America as their investment target geography. This does not include the global funds. So this demonstrates an increase in the diversity of targeted investment geography with a significant focus on regions in Asia, Sub-Saharan Africa, and Latin America. Again, emerging markets, underserved uh, spaces, new opportunities. That's where the growth potential lies. Yeah, that immediately comes to mind are our friends over at Capria, who in that's right, a U.S. firm invests almost exclusively in um, Africa, which yes. is yeah. Anyway, uh, so the total capital raised has cleared four point eight billion, and before you say drop in the bucket compared to what the guys are raising, mm -hmm. um, that is up from one point one billion in twenty seventeen. So in two years, it more than quadrupled. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's been small, and it still is small, but still, uh, I like the speed of uh, increase. Let's keep that up. Yeah, it's a great velocity. Um, actually, the authors uh, hastened to point out that the true total is probably likely higher than $4.8 because some funds chose not to report uh, their funds raised. And so they they missed, and they also missed some funds during data collection. I will put as an aside, one of them was us. <laughs> We're on the list of people they wish they could have talked to. <laughs> uh, so we'll make sure they get us in, uh, in uh, Sage 4.0. All right. So the other thing that's interesting about gender lens investing is it's still pretty broadly defined, right? Now, when the report's author, Sandy Hunt of Wharton and Susan Beagle, right, um, gave funds six options for how they defined gender lens investing, and then they asked them to select all that apply, about 50% of those funds, including five of the following classifications, right, in their definition of gender lens investing, suggest this is still a very broad definition. Here are the five that are included advancing women in finance, fund managers, or on investment committees, advancing women in leadership, C-suite positions, entrepreneurship, boards, etc., advancing products and services that improve the lives of women, advancing companies that have a positive impact on the women they employ, 
and advancing companies that improve the lives of women in their ecosystem, supply chain members, etc. So those are very different kinds of ways to look at it. This is not just about funding women founders building a company. Right? Very, very different. It has a lot about the effect of the capital on women in specific sectors and women in general. Interesting space. Yeah, and what interests me is this is uh, really talks about the uh, triple bottom line. You know, mm -hmm. there's the bottom line that's financial. There's the bottom line of the social impact of the um, the uh, uh, consumers served, and then there is how the companies in, you invest and treat their employees. So yes, if I really like the way that these five covered all three. So many of the funds investment criteria on uh, focus on gender as well as other forms of diversity. And among the uh, funds surveyed, 45% considered gender as one of their key impact priorities of equal importance. Other forms of diversity publicly stated their investment criteria include racial and ethnic diversity. That was about a quarter. Uh, LB, LGBTQIA diversity, which was a, a under 10%, but nevertheless there. Uh, responses widely varied for other forms of diversity, including but not limited to indigenous populations, refugee populations, low-income populations, and more. Yeah, I, I've seen some focused on veterans, some focused on uh, older entrepreneurs, some focused literally on children, uh, you know, those under 21, uh, things like that. So diversity around age, location, absolutely. That geographic location diversity is huge. Um, the, uh, let's see, the Revolution Fund is particularly active there and was one of the first that was active in that space. Uh, called Rise of the Rest, in which they looked absolutely outside of Silicon Valley, New York, and Boston, and then went right into the central swath of the United States. And they posit as we do, you know, good ideas don't only come from one place. <laughs> or a, a, a zip code is a terrible excuse for, <laughs> for, right, for your investment <laughs> decision. Yeah. So and, well, the really big takeaway for me was this, and, and I was kind of surprised, and I may mention this to Suzanne and Sandy if, when we get to talk to them, why that wasn't a key insight. But yeah. here's the really big thing. You know, we talk a lot about how important it is to get money into the hands of uh, diverse founders running companies that build better ways to live and work together, right? Mm -hmm. Glad you're sitting down. The quantity, the dollar quantity, uh, the, not the dollar quantity, but the number of companies yeah. uh, the, of the investments has quadrupled in two years during which the number of funds grew by less than a factor of two. So here are the raw numbers. In 2017, the 58 funds that responded to the Project Sage survey reported that they had invested in 524 companies. Got it? Got 58, it. 524. In 2018, the 87 funds that responded to the Project Sage 2.0 survey reported that they had invested in 828 companies. Now, by the end of 2019, the 138 funds that responded to the Project Sage 3.0 survey reported they had invested in 3,232 companies. 
This says several things, as far as I can yeah. tell. It says, first of all, uh, if we had only doubled the 58 funds from 2017 to 2019, we would have had 116 funds, right? But they had 138, so a little more than double. On the flip side, those first fund uh, companies, 524 companies were invested. And by the end of two years, 3,232. This says to me there's more capital flowing. It's not that they just took that dollar and spread it around, well, a couple of pennies to everybody, right? What they did was actually raise more capital. And this continues to give credence to the fact that it's good business, right? If you get just a few people talking, eh, you get a few people talking and then lots more uh, follow suit, good business. It's not just a trend. It's serious progress. And I don't think you're a hopeless, uh, you know, enthusiastic, uh, you know, hopeful, if you will. (laughs) A hopeless enthusiast, you know, like uh, Gloria Steinem's uh, hopeaholic. There you go. (laughs) Anyway, I just got two words. I think we we see good signs. I got two words for this. Click, boom. You know, it's, <laughs> it's happening, folks. Um, so do you remember a while back on the old podcast, CEO Coach, um, we addressed the question of whether more women fund managers would mean more investment in women's companies. Yeah. Looks like it's happening. Yeah, look at uh, yeah. that. A prediction come true. Boy, I can't, <laughs> I can't predict the weather overnight, but, you know... <laughs> It's nice to be right now and then, and and yes, um, I think we should take you know full uh, full ownership of that one. We did say more women funders, more women funded, and we work very hard to build more women funders to give them the tools they need to make wise decisions about funding other women in their entrepreneurial efforts. And so, way be, cool. And to be clear, we are still doing that. That's right. Watching funds spring up all around us as we go out and talk to um, emerging fund managers, uh, which is really, I think, one of the most exciting things that you and I do. Um, So we could take uh, in our final segment, um, we can take a little bit of time to talk about what they are investing in specifically, because that's interesting, too. So and how much, you know, the size of checks, things like that. Uh, So sounds good. Yeah. So this is VC Confidential. We will be right back. More ways you can source capital for your company's growth on VC Confidential is coming up. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one training. A weekly podcast for you or your company. Distribution to almost every podcast portal. An embeddable player for your website. An ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts. And much, much more. And best of all, You'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? 
it doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Ann Kennedy and Jillian Music are back with the inside scoop on what VCs are thinking and where they are investing today and tomorrow on VC Confidential, only on WMR.FM. Welcome back to VC Confidential. We are talking today about gender lens investing and the exciting, exciting trend towards progress in more companies getting invested in, more uh, VCs focusing on gender lens investing. Um, what did I leave out, Jillian? <laughs> <laughs> well, well we're talking about an awful lot of trends, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, really, over the, the last years, we have gone from hypothesis to performance. And that is the big takeaway, right? I mean, you and I talked about this, as you say, on VC Confidential. So did many other women. Uh, so did Jackie Vanderbrook in her book. So did others in their articles. If there were more women funders, would there be more women funded? If women were funded, would they return a reasonable ROI? Is this a flash in the pan? We think not. All of those things. I mean, remember when they said the internet was a flash in the pan? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, right. I mean, remember when the wireless was going to yeah. be a flash yeah, in the pan? <laughs> yeah. Right. All of these things. Now, this is not a technology that's a flash in the pan, but it is not a uh, an investment thesis or an investment sector that is going to be a flash in the pan. I truly think we have rounded a corner here, and that's quite extraordinary. So let's dig back into the uh, SAGE 3.0 report from uh, Sandy Hunt and Suzanne Beagle of Wharton and Catalyst uh, um, for, oh boy, I, for, I dropped the name of that and I'm just going to roll right back here and pick it up because I really want to get it. Catalyst at Large Limited, which is uh, her mm -hmm. London consultancy. Anyway, yes. um, so let's actually talk about some dollars. Now, the they they told us that there were 4.8 billion overall raised. Um, what does that break down to? Um, for the funds that were willing to report their capital raised, which was not um, all of them, I think it was about three quarters of the funds that they talked to, um, uh, the uh, 4.8 billion was through the end of 2019. Um, mm -hmm. This demonstrates that this is a real market Yahoo! With yeah. significant movement of capital. And among those funds, the mean fundraise achieved was 43 million. So, right. so that says that's later stage as well, right? You yeah. don't invest things like, you know, even 10, 20, or 50 million, or, or 30 million rather, in a very early stage company. This means they got to about a Series B. Well, that That's was the exciting. mean. That was the mean fundraise. Let, let's be clear, because if we jump down a little bit, um, I'm sorry. Yes, I, I said yeah. it as if it were a company. Yeah. What I mean is, it, it was the second fund, 
right? Yeah. A first fund doesn't usually raise that exactly. kind of capital, especially when it's outside the general sector, right? So again, if you have a different thesis and you have, so, you know, the focus being gender lens and you have a first fund, and as we said, most of these are first funds, right? It would be unlikely that they raise it instantly. So these are looking at already second funds. That's yeah. very exciting. Significant amounts of money. Yes. Yes. Um, so taken to, together, uh, 54%, slightly more than half of the funds um, in the survey were in the $20 million to $100 million range. Yes. Um, no surprise. Just under 22% are or were raising $100 million plus, challenging mm -hmm. that myth that there are no uh, funds over $100 million to invest in. Well, wait a minute. I know yeah. of you. <laughs> exactly. But... Um, that in addition, this is going to grow over time. Yeah, right? exactly. If 22% are here, uh, I would not be surprised to see this go to 30 or even 40% in just a couple of more years. Yeah, and so 31 of the funds in their survey, remember it was 138 uh, funds mm -hmm. that responded to the SAGE 3.0. Um, uh, 31 of those funds uh, were uh, uh, raising under 20 million and of those almost 65% were first time fund managers. Yes. And that yes. kind of makes sense because you yeah. have to start uh, with what you can get, you know? Right. And only 2% didn't state their range of uh, fundraise. Right. So this is really a very good representation and it really does follow the general market. Uh, first funds are hard to raise. They take long and they are, you know, usually smaller. Then you get to prove the model. Then you build a larger fund and so on. This is not a get rich quick scheme, guys. So um, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's interesting numbers, but following that pattern is a very good sign. Exactly. And then as for the gender lens, which is where we came in with this, um, the large majority of the funds, 88%, which is like, you know, that's almost all of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. The gender was reported as one of the top four impact priorities of mm -hmm. equal importance. And that's equal importance. And that's really, I think, relevant because it's, it's very hard to separate impact from gender. I would say so, yes. Yeah. And for almost half those funds, 43%, gender was the top priority. So that was very interesting news kind of all around. Um, we've got like a minute left here uh, before we wrap up. And, and the takeaways in this conversation with so many numbers being tossed around and this and that, is that again, we've gone from, if you will, prediction and prognostication to some kind of reality. These are very early days, very early numbers, right? We're only talking a few years. We're still talking, nobody's got a trillion dollar fund. Nobody's got multi-billion dollar funds yet. All of those things. But I see the trend beginning. And if we lean in hard enough, right, the trend will continue. So good news all around. We needed that. Yeah. Here, I'm going to leave you, by the way, with a completely outside of the box uh, thought. Today I read um, an article in the New York Times that says on Venus, it has been found indisputably that there is life. Finally, proof positive that we are not alone. How so about let's that? go out and behave well because the neighbors are watching. The neighbor, <laughs> not only that, but history is watching us too. Well, this is yes. fantastic. And Jillian, 
that's it for today. <laughs> that's a wrap for this episode of VC Confidential. We invite you to join us each Tuesday for a new episode as we take a deep dive into the opaque world of venture capital and share learnings and ideas and enthusiasm on <laughs> what we find in the inner workings of the shrouded corner of business finance known as venture capital. We'd like to thank our producers at WMR.FM who agreed to take a chance on our new show, VC Confidential. You can listen to all our episodes right here on WMR.FM and in Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you like to get your podcast. And you will also find all of our CEO Coach podcasts, all 10 plus years there as well. I'm Ann Kennedy with Jillian Music, and we are so glad you joined us on VC Confidential. Till next week. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.